So the Bible is a large book, and if you're new to the faith or have tried and failed, it can be an intimidating book to read. However, as Christians, knowing and treasuring the Word of God is paramount to developing our faith and drawing closer to Him. In this podcast conversation, Christchurch Discipleship Pastor Grant Caldwell will outline some accessible methods to approaching reading the Bible. So before we get started, let's start with a broad question. Why should you read the Bible? Yeah, it's a great question. It's something that we should be asking, not just assuming that, yeah, we should be reading the Bible. We should ask, why read the Bible? And that's a good question to ask if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus or not. I mean, if you're listening to this and are not a follower of Jesus, it's important to understand what people believe about Christ, about God. I mean, Christianity is the world's largest religion. It's spread across every continent evenly. It's something that should be explored firsthand to see what Christians believe about the God that they follow. If you are a follower of Jesus and the the words of Christ in the gospel, the words of God revealed to himself in both the Old and New Testament uh, provide our way of both relational communion with God, with the Holy Spirit by hearing him speak to us, but also provide all sorts of things needed on a day-to-day basis in the Christian life. It provides uh, the comforts and reminders of how God's acted in the past, the reassurance of how he's with us now, uh, where this story's going in the future, guidelines and laws and precepts of how we're to order our lives if we're in relationship with him. So there's, there's so much in there to find that the more you dive into it, the deeper that you can go. And so it's something that's just worth continually going back to and reading and rereading to keep meeting God in the in the words of the text, which because that's, that's the goal of it. It isn't reading for the sake of reading or checking a box, and you're reading the scriptures to encounter God through his written word. So for new believers or someone who's tried and found it difficult, what are some entry methods to developing a set quiet time in the word? Yeah. Well, first off, just understanding you're not alone. I think a lot of times with this conversation, we approach it from this mindset of, I'm the only one that struggles with the Bible. The Bible is a a book made up of 66 books written across thousands of years in different languages and different contexts. And it, it can be a difficult book to grasp. It's simple enough to where a child can be able to understand it. It's complex enough that people can spend a lifetime diving into its riches. So first off, just know that you're you're not alone. If you've struggled or if you've gotten confused or if you've stopped or if you've never read it before, you're not alone. The thing I always say to start with, though, is to, to go into it with some intentionality. Uh, someone once said that we don't stumble into holiness, and that's so true with Bible reading. And so the the starting point I like to give people is to start with picking just a time, a place, and a plan to read. You see, we don't do anything without these three things in our lives. And so to approach Bible reading in this way just adds some consistency of knowing I'm walking into this with intentionality of I know at this time and at this place I'm going to be reading this aspect of the Bible and let that be kind of a a framework to begin with. For someone who finds daily ritualistic practice perhaps legalistic, especially when it comes to developing your faith, what's some encouragement to a Bible reading discipline? Yeah, and that's especially true, I feel like, with millennial Gen Z type Bible readers. I think we've grown up so afraid of being legalistic or inauthentic or wrong with those dynamics and to understand that this aspect of discipline is a good thing. Like if we were describing someone that had 
been very disciplined in the gym, we would be describing that in a positive way. And so discipline could be seen in that positive manner with this as well. And to see that like the goal of having a time and place and a plan isn't to give you like a rigid box that you have to fit yourself in, but instead like thinking of it like uh, lattice work so that a plant can grow up in its healthiest way. Like you're not confining something, you're giving it structure so that it can grow in the best way. So with most books, you start with page one. However, if you do that with the Bible, that's not necessarily the best approach for everyone. Do you have a recommendation for where people should start? Yeah, and and this is something that Bible teacher Jen Wilkin talks about this in her book, uh, Woman of the Word, that that there's a lot of wrong approaches to reading the Bible. She talks about like a, a Xanax Bible of you you just pick a verse to to meet a current need, or she talks about just like flipping open the Bible at random and picking a different verse each day, or looking up, well, I want to read verses about this specific thing, and so I'm just going to read this specific thing at a time. And she talks about how those are all wrong starting points with the Bible. Sometimes starting it in Genesis can be a a spot that it's not wrong, but it can just be kind of difficult. Uh, And so recommending, once you have your time and your place, when you're looking for a plan, I always like to tell people to start slow and to start with a gospel. There's four different accounts of Jesus's life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each one of them tell the arching story of Jesus's life in different ways. Teachers have kind of compared them as different stained glass windows that each highlight a different aspect of Jesus's life and ministry. Rebecca McLaughlin talked about them like a like a quartet of instruments that each one sounds incredible by themselves, uh, but when you put them together, you get a whole different sound. And I think that's really helpful. But yeah, it's to start slow and to start with a gospel. Would recommend probably Mark or Luke that I would give people uh, and just look at Jesus himself. And, you know, the benefit of that is that Jesus is the centerpiece of our faith, and starting with the gospel will allow your plan to start with Jesus at the center as well. What's your advice when it comes to reading the entire Bible in a year? Yeah, I think it's something that, again, I don't want to discourage anyone from trying to do it, but I do think it's something that it's okay if you build up to it. If you're intimidated by Scripture, uh, would love for you to think of it as this is something I'm going to discipline myself to work towards rather than I'm going to jump off the deep end right now into this. And so when it comes to your plan and you're starting with a with a gospel, start slow. I mean, start reading one chapter a day, three days a week. Beyond that, add a chapter at a day, slowly build up your habits of being able to do this, slowly build up that this is part of my routine at this pick a time, pick it to place. This is when I read the gospels and this is when I'm adding in a chapter. And, and so you're building up endurance for Bible reading. If you think about running marathons to, to go back to that physical discipline illustration, like no one just shows up at the St. Jude Marathon. Like there's training, there's, and there's couch to marathon programs where you slowly build up more. Give yourself the freedom to do that with Bible reading. Start with the gospel, start slow, add more chapters. Once you finish the gospel, continue on through the New Testament. Jump to Acts and pick up where the story continues. Read Paul and the uh, uh, general epistles after that. And once you finish with the New Testament, then I would say go back to the Old Testament and try to read your Bible all the way through. And that's when you would jump into the read the Bible cover to cover. So as eager as we can be to start this discipline, or really any discipline, 
the probability of consistency or stumbling is high. What's your encouragement? Well, I think when we're approaching this as like, I'm reading the Bible to encounter God, we have to give ourselves grace because there will be days when we don't read. And that's okay. Like if we're going into this with the mindset of, I'm wanting to encounter God. And more than that, God is wanting to encounter me through this. He's wanting to encounter the me that knows all of my failures, isn't shocked by my mistakes with Bible reading, isn't frustrated or drawing away from me because I skipped something accidentally. Like that, God is, God is desiring a relationship with me. And so when I have that grace-minded approach to it, that fuels my obedience down the road. I'm not trying to read this to earn a relationship. I'm trying to read this to respond to the relationship that I already have uh, in Christ. Everyone has seasons where Bible reading can become hard or life becomes busy. The goal is that you're continually seeking after Christ in the midst of them, not giving yourself expectations that it's impossible to meet, but continually looking at it through the lens of, this isn't about duty, this is about delighting in Christ. This is about Christ delighting in me. This isn't about religion, it's about relationship. It's about forming these things that point people towards deepening their knowledge of Christ and their affections of Christ and uh, their response to Christ in our relationships and city and world. And so just be encouraged that, that Christ is with you in the midst of them and to pick back up. Say my plan is to read first thing in the morning before work, and I've had a hectic morning. The baby's crying, the dishwasher's not working, your car won't start. What do I do? Again, first, remember the encouragement that Christ is within you and with you in those moments. I think the the thing that makes that immediately hard is that we add the weight of all these things happen and I didn't read my Bible with this guilt and shame and, and fear that I'm letting God down. God is with you. He's, he's seen your crazy day. He is like with you experientially in those moments. And so first of all, be, be rest assured in that. The second encouragement is, is pick back up tomorrow. It's okay. Give yourself the grace to pick back up tomorrow. There are ways to, to listen to scripture creatively, perhaps, like maybe on the uh, drive-in to work, you listen to the audio Bible uh, through an app instead of reading it for the day. Maybe on a downtime, when you are planning on scrolling things on your phone, you read it on your phone instead. I mean, here, that's the that's the freedom of having a time, place, and plan that isn't a box to box you in, but a framework to help you to grow. That allows you to pivot, and you can pivot if you need to, and that's okay. I, I think sometimes we we get ourselves so tightly wound about doing things the right way, uh, that we sometimes miss God in the midst of it. And and this is supposed to be something that's leading to more growth and leading to you flourishing and enjoying God. And we get wrapped up into, I have to do it this way, and it must be this way. I I think we miss God sometimes in the midst of it. And that'll really help with the legalistic aspect of it as well, is just allowing yourself the freedom to make a mistake and to be inconsistent. Yeah. So last question, as with most challenges... Don't go at this alone. Can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. It's so helpful to be reading your Bible with others. And let me clarify that. Uh, Sometimes the others is investing in a really good study Bible. Because there's going to be things that you ask questions about that you're like, I just don't understand what that is. And you're going to be by yourself. Um, And so go at it with resources like a good study Bible, um, like 
websites like gotquestions.org. Go at it with things like that, where when you find yourself facing questions, you've got something to turn to immediately to get a good quality answer. Uh, But also, we're not solitary people in the Christian life. We belong to a church. We belong in small groups. We belong in Sunday school classes. We belong in uh, discipleship bands and relationships. So an encouragement is is don't go at this alone. Uh, Share your scripture reading with others. Do it um, as part of your group where you're keeping each other accountable, where you're sharing things that you're each learning, where you're asking questions of each other. But yeah, it's it's important to, to not make this Um, a a spectator solo thing. It's meant to be a part of your life in a Christian world. Grant, thanks for all your tips and advice today. As we wrap up, I want to remind the listener that we have many great resources available on our blog, including other topics about how to read difficult scripture passages, how to read the Old Testament, and how to read the Bible with your children. Those are all linked in the show notes.